0: This episode was recorded at 9 a.m. on Sunday, April the 5th. News about coronavirus may have changed by the time you hear this. Also, towards the end of this episode, we're talking about Tiger King. So, once we start talking about it, spoiler alert. All right. Okay. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Affable Chat Off Script, the episodes of Affable Chat that aren't about movies. My name is Benjamin, and this is my co-host, Joey. Hey, how's it going? And this is our first episode with Sound Drops. All right. We are going to be throwing sounds at you all episode long as Joey and I learn how to use our new uh, equipment here that's going to let us, you know, insert some little sound bites. Oh,
1: I can see you guys already approve. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Our (laughs) first and last episode with Sound Drops. (laughs)
0: We're off to a great start, but it's not just going to be us messing with Sound Drops. We're also going to be doing what we normally do on off-script episodes, which is talk about other topics, uh, you know, open up the platform to things other than movies. Um, Although, I do want to talk about a video, uh, which is a video that you recently released on our YouTube channel, uh, Joey, which is, uh, it's about nerds. Oh, God. And it's... (laughs) If you haven't seen it, I definitely encourage you to check it out. link in the description, of course. Um, it's we're short, YouTube, too, so... Yeah, and we're making YouTube videos all the time. Uh, but, you know, the podcast gives us an opportunity to give you some more behind-the-scenes, I think, action at it. And um, I, I want to know, because your hair looks so different in this. When did you make this?
1: I made this... Okay, so I actually... This is inspired by a real birthday present I did get from my real girlfriend named Jenny. But... <laughs> Not my real reaction to it. Um, So it was right around my birthday. So it must have been, I I guess, about uh, two or three weeks ago. So it would have been, you know, I don't know, just before that, I guess. So Um, you must
0: have gotten a quarantine haircut or just in time.
1: Yeah, actually, I got my quarantine haircut the day of like the last day I could. Um, because I was supposed to get it, I thought I was going to get it when I went back down to visit my family, but then I ended up not. So then I came back up, and I was still really, I still had really long hair, and I was like, should I get a haircut, because I don't know if they're going to be open for much longer. And then the next day, they were like, uh, by the way, uh, all haircut places are closed at midnight. And I'm like, this is the last chance. Either, are, either I put my hair in a bun, or I <laughs> get it cut for, before this all goes down, so... I
0: um I've switched ever since I started training kickboxing. I've gone with a much shorter haircut. That way, I can work out in the middle of the day and then go back to work and not have to worry about my hair. Like it's so short that by default, my hair is already done. Um, so I've been getting my hair cut much more frequently than normal. Usually, I go like I three got hairy months. legs. <laughs> <laughs> normally like, I go three months between each. Um, <laughs> I've got that one too. Um, I go like three months between haircuts, so I would be in really bad shape normally. But actually, right now my hair is still fine, and I should be fine for a while. Um, I've seen some other people getting already uh, looking ridiculous in quarantine, but who cares? You know, where are we, we going to go? It's quarantine. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just cut your hair yourself. Yeah, you know, I did see some meme that was like, uh, like the the i'm not gonna get like the three uh haircuts of quarantine is like i'm not gonna get it cut where it's like long the self haircut where it's like really like your forehead is like showing way more than it should and then the last one's like i wonder what i look like bald
0: <laughs> <laughs> i would honestly if i had clippers i would probably go for it right now because again why not you can um you know and uh, I, I wonder if this will change the way that we look at the value of barbers because one of my friends is a barber and uh, he's been putting these videos on Instagram of him flexing, being like, "My price just went up. Like now you guys are really <laughs> seeing my value. Like you guys are gonna start respecting me for my skills now." And he's like making rap videos of him like smoking a blunt and like ta- and like you know, flexing at the camera about like how he's like way he feels way more essential now than
1: he did before. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I feel like the opposite would be true. That's his,
0: that's the thing. Like I personally am happy that I don't have to, I I like getting my hair cut when I like the person who's cutting my hair, but that's only been my life in certain situations. most Mm. of the time I've been going to randoms and, and people that it's just like kind of awkward, you know, I end up, just doing a, a little podcast for them. I just talk about stuff and I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea if they actually want to hear it for the most part. Cause sometimes I'll just be silent. I'm fine with being silent and they'll talk and they'll be like, so oh, how's it going? You know? And you're like, okay, do you really want me to go off? Cause I can talk for 45 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's just another part of quarantine life. But going back to this video too, from my perspective, this nerds thing is like the most um, passive-aggressive way to of saying th- like, <laughs> thanks for getting like me this gift. You know, it's like you gave <laughs> me some nerds. Now watch, I'm gonna make an entire video that's gonna take me weeks to show you how stupid <laughs> nerds are as a like as a concept, as like from a uh, conceptual perspective I mean, of a candy.
1: <laughs> it was not okay. Yes, but no. I I was not directed at any person in particular. It was <laughs> mostly directed at, at nerds in general. Because when I first, because she did send me a box of nerds, uh, like uh, Valentine's Nerds. It was like pink and red and, and red and uh, white in like a big, one of those big boxes. And I get it. I'm like, I haven't had nerds in forever. Like probably not since like I got Halloween candy when I was doing trick or treating. You know, I don't buy nerds normally. It's not the sort of thing that really appeals to me. And because they're just like caramelized like sugar packets, you know, like they're like the leftovers from uh, some other candy, like the Uh, Dingleberry of another candy. (laughs) If I found
0: out that's what uh, nerds were, (laughs) I would I would believe you. Like if they're like, yeah, they're just the runoff of the other
1: candies. (laughs) Yeah, it might as well be. And like the colors don't make any sense. It doesn't. There's nothing. There's nothing about them that's appealing. So I'm like, okay. Uh, i i get the box right and i'm like okay this is a long time since i've eaten these how how are you supposed to eat these they give you like a, what i show you in the video is very is is real like they give you that tiny little thing and like your fingers barely fit in there and then even when you get them out are you supposed to eat one, each one individually because that would take you years to like pull one out and put it in your mouth <laughs> pull one out put it in your mouth so you got to pour it into your hand or something right right or, and then like but then when you do that, it's a
0: mess, too. Yeah, and, when, and yeah, when you lift it to your face, because I don't know about you, but I have these, like, creases in my hands where they, they get all stuck and I have to, like, kind of try to funnel them into my mouth and then I miss sometimes. And, like, yeah. at this point, I'm such an experienced eater that when I miss, it's, like, embarrassing, you know, and I'm not trying to <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just, it just really brings down my reputation. Um when i miss while i'm eating and and it's just it it almost seems like the uh, the concept is purely within the des- like the original design they're like what if we made little candy that's it let's not test it and see what it's like when someone eats it
1: i mean when i'm eating nerds i feel like alex jones going to be honest with you I, i'm kind of retarded beautiful <laughs> well uh,
0: when i when i buy a box of nerds i feel ripped off dude
2: They've ripped us off like nobody can even believe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. Oh my gosh. Um, I've got so many in
2: here. I'm gonna be
0: forcing this so hard because I just wanna like whenever I whenever I buy nerds, I just feel like I just didn't send my money wisely, dude. Like
2: we spent all this money so stupidly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just it's tough. OK, I've been watching the, uh, the president's uh, daily pressers, dude, and they are freaking amazing.
1: Is, is they're gold?
0: They are. Well, um, they're like it's Trump talking at length every day, you know, to a press pool of people who are not on his team. So it's not a bunch of like, oh, Mr. President, like tell us how amazingly you've been dealing with the coronavirus. Like it's people being like, you know, hard questions and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about the real cost of this pandemic. And I mean, a lot of what he says, it's it's not necessarily that he's giving them the right answers. It's that he's so good at talking that he's able to give. An answer that gets him to the next question whether uh, it is the right que- answer <laughs> whether it is um truthful or go or even the right choice at the time it's just kind of interesting to watch him go to battle one versus a hundred uh, it's not a hundred but you know it, it's that style <laughs> of combat where he's just it's him on his own against them i mean he does bring up dr fauci and everybody else but it's like It's just kind of interesting to see him go toe-to-toe every day and we get to witness it live, you know, because he makes mistakes and and the the media gets him for it um, all the time. Oh, yeah. But but at the same time, he's there for like an hour or more and you can just watch it live. And honestly, I feel like he kind of, uh, I mean, he's a reality TV star. He's good at talking. Is he, though? I think so. I, I think the way that he chooses his words so um, specifically, and no one oh, talks yeah. like him. Like, I've really? realized... Like this?
1: Rick
2: Perry, watch him. He's a comer. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, yes. Um, I mean, but ah! he brings up stuff that is, like, ridiculous. Like, like He was a great basketball player. Did anybody know that? He was talking about Fauci, and he just out of nowhere
2: goes... He was a great basketball player. Did anybody know that? <laughs>
0: right and he's like a little short for the nba but they and uh, i should have captured this as well i wasn't sure if it was going to be as like reusable but he was like dr fauci went up against an incredible team in a game that they said was unwinnable and he's he was able to win that was it he didn't give any more context than that he just said it was a game that was uh, some people believe to be unwinnable and uh so you just get those candid moments of him being Trump because he's he's unlike pretty much anybody else. I think he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the way that you can his the way he speaks and just the way he sounds is so unique. You uh, instantly recognize it, and it regular things that he says are funny even if they're not like actually funny. You know, um, give an example. I have a
2: thing called Congress. Like. <laughs> The way, that, yeah, it's like, why would you
0: say it that way? It's
1: like because they say, like, are you committing? Have, you, are you, have co- you ever, have you ever heard of uh, Congress? because yeah,
0: like, that was actually when they, he was talking about infrastructure and. They asked him, it's like, so you're, are you committing to spending a bunch of money on infrastructure? Because he went off on this tirade about how we've been spending all this money in the Middle East, but we can't afford to fix our own roads. And he's like, we need to, mm-hmm. we, that needs to change. We need to spend on infrastructure, kind of hyping up the idea of him, you know, shifting gears. And that's like the next big conservative uh thing is they're going to work on infrastructure and jobs it's jobs uh but jobs 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 but they're like so are you committing to infrastructure right now and then he, he was like no i'm not committing
2: but i have a thing called congress
0: so uh, like he has to get it approved by congress um <laughs> but it's like of course that's how he decides to uh to say to that
1: say it i no, like he he obscures the truth. That's the thing, and he doesn't he doesn't offer any sort of evidence or anything. He just says it's the best, it's the greatest. You can never trust anything he says. That's the thing. I mean, when he went in front of the UN what was it, like a year or two ago, everyone just laughed at him when he said something because they all know he's lying. He's just he's a the only thing you can rely on him for is that he's not going to tell you the, the the truth.
0: It's yeah. It's definitely. Um... It's definitely dangerous because a lot of times when he says stuff, like I've been listening to the news all day, so I know if he's actually talking about something real or not, but you're right. It could be if that's the only thing you took in, you would come away with a very different perspective on the like what's going on, especially because his perspective has shifted so drastically um, from the beginning. Where it w- this was going to go away. It's like a miracle. It'll be gone. Um, I remember when they said April. They were like, "It'll be gone because it'll get warm in April and then it'll be gone." Um, it turns April. out they don't know anything. Turns out that they are totally wrong, dude. Um,
1: anyway, drugs
2: of any type. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of drugs, nerds. So this video is definitely the most like, most definitely the weirdest thing I think I've ever made although i feel like it could have gone weirder for sure um and it's just such a the whole time i was making it i was like this is the stupidest thing I have, i've ever thought of like when i first when i first put my hands into a nerds box i was like how are you even supposed to eat these i was like hey that's an idea for something and then i was like <laughs> oh, okay all the different ways you could eat nerds and then i was like this is terrible that's a terrible idea and then and then I was like, okay, well, you know, it's a terrible idea, but I could, I could write out what I want to do. And then I would wrote it out and like, this is terrible. I should not do this. And then I was at the store and I was in the nerds aisle and they had like a 10 for 10 deal. And I was like, how does this work? Do I have to buy 10 freaking boxes of nerds or can I get away with five? And I asked one of the, I went and talked to one of the employees at the, at the grocery store and asked him how many boxes of nerds I could buy for $5. And he told me it was five. So, and then I spent just as much money on a greeting card which is like, dude. They're I mean, they're so expensive. They are so expensive. The greeting card like company like they they know what they're doing. They've I guess. Ripped
2: they ripped us off like nobody can even believe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. So then I, I got home this and then money I uh... so stupidly
0: <laughs> keep going. Keep, ignore the job. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean the production value of this is actually pretty low. But I because I, I already had the box and everything, so I just you know, went through with it and, and, and saw what I could do. And, like, I had this vision of it being this totally silent thing and, uh, and like, having some sort of epic music behind it to just kind of escalate the situation. Yeah, where'd you get the music? I found it on a royalty-free uh, website. I actually... Whenever uh, somebody posts on uh like, oh, here's my list of royalty-free music or something, I always save it. So I have, like, a... I have a whole bunch of different libraries that I try to look at. Although, like... A lot of them are crap uh, and a lot of them like I have this I have this problem where when I'm listening to music I get like distorted for what I'm actually looking for. You know, like I'm picturing this kind of thing. Right. And then the more I listen to it, the less I remember what it is I'm looking for. So it, it can be hard, but I found one that I felt pretty good about. So.
0: It's, it's one of the hurdles of content creation that's the toughest for me uh, is finding original royalty-free music. Or, you know, I, I can't even begin to do this, but it would imagine being the type of creator who writes original like soundtrack music or original like... Uh, like background music and stuff like that to use in all aspects. Like, for instance, the affable chat theme, like the guitar you, you hear in a lot of episodes, like I hired an artist to do that for us. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do that and or how to play it or record it. So um, that is like to be able to go from idea to execution. There's so many little things that go in there. Even if you're just like, I only want to do video. It's like, well, too bad. You have to do all of it. <laughs>
1: Kind of. I mean, I I feel comfortable outsourcing that kind of thing just because there are people out there that are really passionate about it and and do a really good job, you know? We're lucky that we can
0: outsource it. But can you imagine if you couldn't have access to the internet? You just had to make it with the things you have access to? You had to do a soundtrack of you like humming and tapping on glasses in your kitchen? The
1: expectation would be different. And then, and I think it would be kind of, it'd be fun to do something like that. You know, if you had, if you you could you could try and and make something out of nothing, right?
0: Yeah. No, I mean it's been done before. I just think it's so um, I don't know, it's so hard. Like the people who are able to do everything on their own, um, I think is just so impressive to be in charge of everything. But also, it's really cool and you can collaborate with people who are good at every aspect and make. I mean, that's what a movie is: uh, there's a bunch of different professionals doing their job.
1: Right, right, right. I mean, it's a whole, yeah, it's a whole team of people, all of them and experts in very specific fields. So that's what makes it. And that's when you get something really great is when you have a whole bunch of these really talented people come together to make something together. I mean
0: every everything that I've done so far with uh, like our YouTube channel has just been same thing using um these really powerful uh like libraries of uh li- royalty-free music.
2: And we've used yeah. it a number of times very powerfully
0: and it's been it's worked out for us. <laughs> it's been it, I actually found one called Ben Sounds. Um, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've used them before.
0: Well, I, I, I think I used them for background music in the um, r slash Ben video I made. Which, dude, r slash Ben has been popping off. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> just quick Ben update. They uh, I checked it early on in the uh, this whole coronavirus thing, and all the Ben's were, che- like, Ben, they had a Ben check-in uh, thread, where all the <laughs> Ben's are supposed to check in and, and like, make sure that they're safe. It was amazing.
1: Is <laughs> just comment. I'm good. Ben
0: whatever, here. Like, yeah, I'm doing good. Hope you're doing good, Ben. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I love our slash Ben. But That's so funny. I mean, we keep we keep getting off topic. Going back to this um, video, um, I just thought it was I thought it was hilarious. Like putting uh, nerds between two pieces of bread. Um, it, it reminded me a lot. Speaking, I mean, especially because you brought out bread. It reminded me of like the explicit directions for making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like you probably had to do that in science class where you had to write mm, like yeah, those yeah. specific directions to repeat your scientific experiment but the experiment is just making a sandwich and it's like put peanut butter on bread and you didn't do it say anything else so the person literally grabs the entire jar of peanut butter and places it on top of one of the slices of bread you know <laughs> like that's what it looked like when you you poured them into i thought you had an empty bottle of beer but there was beer in there (laughs) you poured the runs and nerds in there and then tried to drink it which looked did you actually drink some beer nerds
1: yeah yeah i did but it wasn't it wasn't that bad actually the nerds kind of like i didn't actually get that many nerds when i drank it so okay that was for a dramatic effect. I think
0: I've had uh, nerds in a drink before. I think I've. Having-
1: I have had a nerds. Pit- actually, that that is last time I had nerds. I had a <laughs> nerds pitcher in college, and it ruined me. It was the worst hangover of my life. I because w- I was both like unbelievably like, oh, bad, way too, way too <laughs> high on sugar, and I was very drunk. So I ended up like I had a really bad day the next day. Yeah, no. Couldn't eat. Couldn't eat anything. Couldn't like like move barely and from then on like i could not eat like sweet stuff i used to be like really into like sour stuff and and like stuff that's like coated in sugar but i i can't do that anymore i'm i'm much more of like a like a chocolate or like a deeper flavor. A, a
0: bitter man. You're bitter yeah. these days.
1: Yeah, I can. Yeah, definitely. IPAs and dark chocolate. I can I can definitely do that. No, I'm totally with you. Sweet.
0: Especially like early on in like getting acclimated to beer. It was just like drinking any light beer was just dis- absolutely disgusting. And then, but once you got offered like a sugary alcoholic drink, you're like, yeah, this is where it's <laughs> at. But then you get a little older and realize that that sugar is the death of you the next day, <sighs> dude. It's, you, you, uh, yeah. you end up feeling pretty bad. Unbelievably
1: anyway, badly. The I don't anyway, I just thought it was kind of a funny idea to like play with the idea of that nerds are hard to eat and uh not really sure what kind of food they are, honestly, because they're not like anything else. They're more like they're like the dip and dots of candy in that they're dumb and inefficient. Right. <laughs> um
0: and yeah, and obviously every time you bring up dip and dots you have to ask. I mean it's twenty twenty. Are they still the ice cream of the future?
1: No, they're the ice cream of the past. They always have been.
0: <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. He's uh he's really uh ugh, we gotta have some sort of drop for
2: this. <laughs> That's a lot of damage.
3: Have <laughs> it a little more.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about drops. Let's talk about the fact that we have drops right now. Um because I am using this buttons app on my on my iPhone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I um I was using that same one. Instant buttons. Is that what called? Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me.
2: Excuse me. 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 Excuse me.
0: Excuse me. <laughs> and uh, so, what are you using? Because you said this buttons I, app wasn't working for you.
1: Yeah, so I, I couldn't actually upload any sounds, which is like the only reason why I downloaded that app. Um, I'm using one called Custom Soundboard, I think. Um, which is is blank, so you have to add you have to completely start from scratch and add your own sounds in um uh,
0: so w- what has been your inspiration for sound drops like where would you go' Because I think I've already played my hand I've mostly have been watching the presidents oh I have not even got started conferences
2: here
1: um hold on i got i got I got multiple folders for you.
2: What does vaping do?
1: What does vaping do? <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said
1: tomorrow. Do it!
0: Wow. I'm motivated Make all your of a dreams sudden.
1: dreams come true! <laughs> That's what all, all the comments in that video are like, 2015, this is weird. 2020, this is actually motivational.
2: <laughs> uh, big it. bounce, very big bounce.
1: Do it.
3: Do it. But. <laughs> do it.
0: Oh, my gosh. This is such a mess right right now.
3: All of them.
0: (laughs) Well, um, I got inspired by um, Tim Heidecker's podcast, Office Hours, where he has two people uh, who are like basically his co-hosts, but their main focus is doing sound drops in the background while Tim is like the main host and takes calls. And it's to great comedic effect. And we've been doing this for a long time, so we're like, why not try that? I've
1: always wanted to have a soundboard just because I think it's they're so annoying. Well, yeah, but I, I
0: think the what it really has is the potential for recurring jokes, you know, um, the potential to make something out of, like, totally recontextualize a quote uh, because of its use now in, on our podcast instead of its original right, context, right, right. Uh, which is pretty... I, I think it's... I've seen it happen on other podcasts, so... Um, <laughs> Like, for instance, dude, this one, <laughs> listen to what Trump said, dude.
2: I assume I don't have the virus, so I don't have to worry about spreading it. <laughs> what?
0: He said, I assume I don't have the virus, so I don't have to worry about spreading
2: it.
1: I see.
0: <laughs> Which, uh, he, he said that right after he took a test, so true. But they keep asking him because people around him keep getting tested. Uh, but he's been immune so far. Oh, really? Or not immune, but he hasn't caught it.
1: Bruh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I, mean, I have a few locked away in my sleeve here. That yeah, I oh I can yeah, please bring out. So. Feel free to hold on to them because I, uh, you got, limited, you know, you got I, unlimited time. <laughs> I, I basically like. Here, my strategy was like, at ten o'clock last night, I was like, okay, I need to make this freaking soundboard uh, because I can't use the old one. So I like went through all the list of ones I found and the other one that I liked and found those online, and then I was like, okay. The only way I'm going to find good stuff is if I just stay awake long enough to go kind of crazy. So I stay up to like 1.30 a.m. just like trying to find like old videos and old like, like clips of things just to see like, oh, man. I bet this would sound funny Ooh. <laughs> you know and as time went on i was like this is funnier and funnier like oh my gosh you know because like at 3 a.m everything gets a lot like a lot more hilarious well yeah
0: because your um your brain is tired your brain is like damaged from being on all day and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's actually i've heard of that as like a I writing technique oh yeah <laughs> um i I, I really do uh I don't know. Speaking of yesterday, I guess we'll say what we we're doing last night, uh, because last night was the He's Done It McDonald's Trey Challenge live stream on Instagram, uh, sponsored by Affable Chat. So uh, in case you haven't heard of it, the McDonald's Trey Challenge is a eating challenge that has, uh, you know, spawned out of, I don't know, the Internet recently. Uh it's marketing for mcdonald's at the end of the day but uh it's yep. been somewhat popular here's what it is three so you have to do this in 90 minutes you have an hour and 30 minutes to eat all of the following or to consume all of the following three double quarter pounders with cheese two medium fries one single quarter pounder with cheese two 10 piece mcnuggets or 20 mcnuggets And four medium soft drinks, which comes out to be one gallon of soda. Holy crap. You have uh, 90 minutes. And uh, our challenger, who had been... I'm also on the He's Done It podcast. Uh, We had had a guest on. His name is Colton Corley. And on Twitter, Colton was popping off and saying that he... He said something to the effect of, this looks easy to me, or am I just a glutton? Like, I could easily do this. Um, And then... Corey, who's the the main host of the He's Done It podcast, said, um, "Would you do it for a hundred dollars? Would you do this challenge <laughs> for hundred dollars?" And Colton accepted. Then they they turned it into a charity thing. Um, and Apple Chat, being uh, ever philanthropic, heard about this and said, "How about we sponsor so that we can really make an effect, really get some uh, do some good for charity?" Um, we didn't contribute any prize money, but the charity prize money we contributed and it's defeating America where uh, which in, in our current crisis feels like a worthy cause Try. and last night at 6 p.m the live stream kicked off and Corey commentated Colton's uh, endeavor to eat a lot of McDonald's food in an hour and a half and a bunch of people showed up to watch. Uh, I think Corey said the final count because Instagram only lets you go live for an hour at a time. So the first hour live stream had 66 uh, unique viewers. And then the second half, the end or the last 30 minutes had 69 unique viewers. Nice. So um, it, was, it was pretty epic. Honestly, it was an interesting uh, thing that pretty much happened directly because of the quarantine. Uh, I've seen way more people going live. Because everyone's stuck inside and bored. And they're like, oh, what does this do? And uh, Colton was brave. He came in there very, very confident. And um, it was, to me, honestly, very hard to watch him slam into the wall and come like he was for like the first 45 minutes he was killing it and then he hit the wall and just never returned to any sort of like semblance of being able to eat food and we watched him like hold his head and struggle for the
1: last like at least half the last half hour that sounds so painful oh my god like i don't understand these like eating challenges at all like people think they can just eat like, is that possible? Can you just force yourself to eat? I mean, I cannot. It's a thing, man versus food. There are people who uh, I do this. I get to a point where I'm like, I literally feel like I'm gonna throw up, and I cannot eat another bite. And that happens to me, like not frequently, but often, you know, <laughs> where I like I make too much food and I eat as much as as I can, and I'm like, I can't eat anymore. I cannot eat another bite.
0: Right now, and um, I mean, Colton's a big guy, so he, uh, you know, his caloric uh, intake might be a little bit higher than the average person, but still, this was a lot of food. I mean, it's four burgers and, uh,
1: and not, not healthy food either. It's going to sit in your stomach.
0: Oh yeah. I do not envy him at this present moment as we're recording the morning after. Um, it's, yeah, the, the uh, challenge isn't over for Colton yet, I assume. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was, but the thing, I think what was interesting though, was just how, um, it, it became so real all of a sudden. Like, we were all like, ha-ha, yeah, like, how funny is it that we're watching somebody eat on live? And then suddenly, he hits the wall super hard and um, has a tough time. So, he didn't complete the challenge, did not win the $100, and suddenly... Damn. And, and I mean, a lot of people are saying that it's like...
2: Unbelievably
0: badly. That's how he did. They just... <laughs> Unbelievably badly. And he... Didn't get the money and might... That's a
2: lot of damage!
0: <laughs> he might not more. get any of the... Um, Jesus Christ, of the chainsaw. <laughs> Is there any way to turn that off before it gets to that point? Um, <laughs> sorry. The, um, the charity money, though. Because there's $350 that were going to go to charity if he won. If he completed the challenge. And he didn't even get close. So... Right now he's looking really bad because now Charity is suffering because he couldn't finish his McDonald's. So we're doing a follow-up podcast on Monday where Colton is actually going to join the He's Done It crew and talk to us about what happened. Let us hear his side of the story, and um, we'll find out the fate I of that I ate too money.
1: much. That's the side of the story. What? <laughs> I ate too much. <laughs> well, okay.
0: It, here's the thing. The, this is one of those,
1: like, you have to be a
0: savage kind of to complete the challenge. A lot of people were saying around the 45-minute mark, you got to throw up. You know, they were mm. commenting, you got to puke if you want to yeah, yeah, yeah. actually if complete want to If you're serious. Thing. Yeah. Because he... I actually thought he did because he got up to go use the bathroom halfway through, and uh, w- so we were watching nothing, essentially, and we were all thinking he was barfing. He was going to come back like a champion, and he came back and just continued to suffer. So if you want to hear that, he's done it, is going to be uh, recapping and discussing the fallout from the... Uh mcdonald's tray challenge uh as our challenger Colton corley attempted my strongest
1: potions will kill you traveler
2: (laughs) you can't handle my strongest potions you better go to a seller that sells weaker
3: potions
0: oh my gosh dude (laughs) 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 um but yeah so it was uh it was an event it was the first time i've really um participated in an instagram live um Like, I've watched Instagram Live before, but I've never been in like the, I I would argue Affable Chat gets producer credits on the event itself. We definitely got a sponsorship credit on the promotional items that were being sent out digitally. So, um, I think it went well and we'll have to find out if charity is going to get any money or if, or or if Colton truly, uh, performed (laughs) badly,
2: unbelievably badly.
0: (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, it, it was it was a fun event, though. I, I had fun watching it, and I actually <laughs> saw some, like, l- uh, affable Chat guys pop off in the comments, too. Uh, Tony Stank was there. Uh, Nick Heredia was there. Uh, Justin Cusmano was there. Um, Apple Chat super fan, Kyle D, uh, showed up in the comments as well. Uh, so, you know, Apple Chat was definitely bringing the, uh, you know, representing <laughs> Pax, Bradley Pax, who's also been on Oscar ah, Bradley Pax. He was out there. Uh, I mean, it's weird because... Um, right now everyone is inside i mean
2: the world is shut down you
0: know it's not (laughs) this is a time where even if you're doing something somewhat mundane like eating burgers if you go live uh people will show up because
2: the entire world is shut down (laughs) this is
1: how it is so (laughs) that's pretty
0: good (laughs) um but because of that also i've been um I've been doing a lot more FaceTiming and group FaceTiming as well. Oh, really? Uh, because it's tough being isolated like this, man. I don't go to work anymore. I stay home. Uh, I mean, I still work from home, but I don't interact with any humans on a regular basis. It's just me and these goddamn dogs. So having that face-to-face communication has actually been very uh, therapeutic. How, how's it been for you?
1: I mean, honestly, not much has changed for me. I'm still going to work every day. And... Um And, like, I live alone, and I don't know anybody around here, so I just, like, stick to myself even more than usual. Um, Yeah, I go to the park, like, three times a week, and there's tons and tons of people at the park now.
3: Yeah, Um, well,
0: I've heard, like, mixed uh, reviews of doing that. Of the park, of outside? No, no, I mean, (laughs) of, like, the activity of going to a public place like a park. (laughs) South Carolina is one of the few states in the southeast and one of the few states in the country that doesn't have a mandatory – shelter-in-place order right now because the governor of South Carolina said specifically I should have gotten some drops from him because he was like, South Carolina is unique, we're different from everybody else, um, and it, it was very Trumpian of him to not specify how, because he's like, you gotta think about the geography of our state and where the people in our state live. Like, he didn't say anything specific, what? but all those things were like contributing factors to his conclusion that South the, Carolina is vi- unique. The virus different.
1: can't climb mountains, but there's no mountains in South Carolina, so it can't cl- cross like, the floodplains? It's South Carolina is a
0: unique situation. Our people are different than other states, which
1: is they have, a better, can't, they have a different immune system. No, no,
0: no, you can't argue that the people who live in South Carolina are different than the people who live in Georgia. You can't, that's undeniable because the main difference is that they live in South Carolina, not Georgia. But you can, he has a case to, to be made. No, he does. They're different because of that. Like, he gets, <laughs> definitely his not. His entire case weighs on that. And um, I don't know, he's been receiving a lot of flack for it. But um, I've seen other people on social media basically like, i don't know shaming people for going to public places if they don't have to uh you know like for, for instance like going to the beach or going to the park where maybe there's not that many people there because only the locals are there but still it's more you're risking it to an extent so i don't know what do you think i, I mean you've gone to the park
1: yeah well i mean i don't know it's with everything it's just, there's a there's a levels of caution that you can take you know i usually will Bring like Clorox wipes and wipe down any like benches or like poles or anything that I oh, touch. Oh wow! Um, <clears throat> I don't normally get close to people, but when I'm passing, when I, I'll pass people on the on the path and I'll get within six feet of them, which is fine. I see a lot of people with masks too, especially at the grocery store. Oh well, yeah, they changed the
0: recommendation on who should be wearing masks now.
1: Yeah, which is uh which is crazy too because ha- there's nobody who has any masks. Masks are in short supply. Right, but they're
0: saying even just making your own mask is better than nothing.
1: Hmm. Which, But
0: it's so crazy because I do remember hearing before recommendations from the CDC that it's like, you don't need masks, don't get masks. That's a waste of time, don't buy masks. Which is confusing because they're saying, they said don't buy masks, but what they meant was we don't have enough masks. So you don't right. need them, the medical professionals need them. I heard that, I internalized it as masks don't stop the spread of coronavirus. Right. So I feel lied to
1: to a certain extent. <laughs> right? I guess. I don't I, know. It's an it, evolving situation.
0: I mean Bruh. you
1: know? <laughs> it's it's
0: just uh, this it is. It is an evolving situation. It's constantly evolving. Um because I remember originally, it's like, as long as you don't get coughed on, you're fine. It's like, no, actually just breathing within the six feet of somebody else, you, you're you probably going to catch it. Uh, you know, it's just, it's tough. And I don't, I think the safest choice for me right now, the one thing I know for sure is that social distancing works. I the, the virus isn't going to like slide under my door and like tear o- off the covers and attack me in my sleep. And then I'm going to have coronavirus. It's going to happen because some other person who's infected is going to give it to me. So if I just stay away from everybody, I can't get it. That's the only thing I know for sure. So yeah. that's been what I my my way of going about this is I'm just staying away from everybody for as long as I can.
1: Right. But there's still places that you're going to frequent that other people are at, you know, like the grocery store or like, you know, I don't know, wherever you buy toilet paper and stuff like that.
0: I've I've gone to the grocery store twice in the last three weeks. And that's the only, I, I always go right when it opens on Saturday morning. And there's, been, I mean, there are people there, don't get me wrong, but I should look at that as like the ultimate mitigation. Right. And I feel like that's what we're all supposed to be doing, but there are definitely people who are frequenting like the parks and going to other places and things, uh, because they feel like maybe there's an overreaction or that it's just a total like lie. And this is, I mean,
1: I don't know. I I, don't, I think the they're just, I think some people are just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm willing to risk it, I guess. For sure. my own, you know, if in order to like maintain my social relationships and everything, and like I don't know, I, I everybody mean, go home. I see some people like there's there's some people are around here like they'll they're letting other people pet their dogs and stuff. And I'm like that's not okay. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know about that, but still, I, I like er, everyone's got their own, you know, fears about this. Everyone's kind of taking this into their own, doing their own thing to try and keep this. Uh, away from each other you
3: know
0: well i I mean my neighbors have definitely taken a different approach than i have um my my neighbors that live directly beneath me because on friday night they threw an absolute rager really like with a lot like i mean (laughs) i'm theorizing i haven't actually met my neighbors or talked to them to this extent uh but i'm pretty sure the neighbor that lives beneath me and across the hall from me they're both aspiring DJs. Like I think they're both aspiring beat creators because they just pop off with like some new beats every few days. And it absolutely vibrates the walls and floor of my apartment. And they just can't record podcasts while they're doing that. Um, it's not all the time, but it is very loud. Like it's, I don't think you can create that kind of vibration without like serious audio equipment, which, you know, I respect it. I've got audio equipment too. Um, But on Friday night, that audio equipment beneath me was accompanied by, you know, screams and hollering and, and you know, a lot of people uh, making noise and talking and stuff. Like the sounds of a party, uh, which for me was alarming just because I know it's coronavirus. You know, I was more concerned with just knowing how many people were down there. Then. Yes, that was a lot like it. Honestly, I literally heard air horns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um you know, it's it, I I really don't know what to say. It's like at the same time I know these people have probably been cooped up for weeks and they're looking for a release, but um, you know it doesn't seem like the the thing to do. I mean, I don't yeah, know how many yeah, people. Maybe, right. they, maybe they didn't have that many people. You know,
2: you saw numbers where it was down to twenty and down, frankly, below twenty. It was even <laughs> below twenty. You only know one so, number. Oh. <laughs> I know, dude. Listen. <laughs> You saw numbers where it was down to 20 and down, frankly, below 20. Below 20. It was even below 20. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's um, how he talks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we should not ha- be having those kind of gatherings at all, you know. And even at the park, you know, I see, I see groups of people of like five or six and I'm like, I get nervous for them, you know. And it's like. I like I don't know what the level of danger we're at really, you know? There's I mean there's certainly cases in my county and I think we recorded our first death last week. I think there's probably more to come for sure if it hasn't definitely, been already. So definitely. like there's definitely reason to be alarmed and reason to be careful, um but I don't know, I think I think people are responding to this as like a a social thing more so than a like a understanding of the situation.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I just feel bad for the people who really suffer from it, which is not... Like, if you and your friends all get together and party, and then you all get sick, and then one of you ends up being in critical condition, the only person who really suffers is A, that person, and B, the the healthcare professionals who have to take care of them, who are already overwhelmed from other people. I mean, that's you know?
1: that's kind of true, and if you don't have any sort of empathy, <laughs> well, especially not for your friends... <laughs>
0: Right. Sure. But I mean, yeah, exactly. If you don't have any empathy, if you're purely thinking it's like, well, I am bored, so I'm already suffering. So I have to do something about that suffering. So I have to party. Like if that's your if that's your mindset. Yeah, that's the mental calculus. um, I just still feel bad for the people who are really going to suffer, which is the people who are going to have to take care of all the sick people and they're underutil or uh, undersupplied. They don't have the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's terrifying, really. The, the the fact that they have to make decisions about who's going to live and who's going to die. It's... Ugh, it's so messed up. And,
0: and like another thing I've heard about on NPR is all of the nurses and like doctors who are filming <laughs> these people right before they die. Like, last messages to their family because yeah. they got rushed to the hospital and they're going to die. And they're just like, here, say something. Because we're about to, like, they, I, when they hook them up to these, like uh you know critical condition ventilators yeah they're just like basically you're gonna die and we're so we know that so we're gonna film you say your last goodbyes and then you're gonna die and it's so screwed up that that could be the end of like at the beginning someone being like man i'm bored (laughs) (laughs) i am so bored i i'm not gonna let like uh brett terhune we've i've talked about him on the podcast before the guy who very much looks like a Trump supporter that if you were just going to imagine a Southern Trump supporter uh, and he does these uh, satire videos on Twitter where he acts like this, like what you would uh, associate like a stereotypical MAGA uh, supporter. Um, And uh, like, uh, I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. He's, he's been uh, basically saying that like where he's like, I know that we're just doing it to keep everybody safe, but I'm not going to be ruled by fear, you know? And right. Like, he, he's taking like a brave approach when that just comes across as totally tone deaf and stupid.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the fact that people are dying alone is like just <laughs> the worst like feeling. And, and like all those like pictures of there's trucks filled with dead bodies and stuff. Yeah, it's a oh, it's morbid. It's you know, terrifying. It's only,
0: and, and again, it's supposed to get worse. It's supposed to get much worse, right? Where it's like we're projecting that eventually the numbers every day is going to be catastrophic.
1: Right. Um, The peak is supposed to be in like June or July, right? I don't
0: even know because it's so hard to see that far into the future. And it's just frustrating when you see people talking the other direction. They're like, this is so alarmist. I can't believe there's... It's literally... It is literally not as bad as the flu. So (laughs) I can't believe that you're even saying this.
2: Um, I just... Just don't do it. You know it's going to be bad if you do. It's going to be really bad. And They don't need to do it. They have enough problems. True.
1: That's so true. I agree with that.
0: <laughs> um, but something a little bit less morbid has been um, these Facetime uh, things. I've gone. To, I've attended like some Facetime parties with my uh, my friends, and this is how you're supposed to be partying. I see. Um, Last night Nick Heredia a podcast regular uh did like a private show for me and Justin um <laughs> where he he played his guitar for us and it was it was nice we were just kind of cool. vibing out um and just being on FaceTime. The one thing I don't like about that is like there is latency on any live stream like that so you can't really sing along. Um but it, it is nice. People are doing a lot more interaction online for the sake of interaction as opposed to like to get something specific done
1: yeah I, I hope this like opens up new avenues of conversation and stuff you know now you can talk to people that like you don't have an excuse anymore you can talk to people even if they're far away
0: definitely <laughs> i have definitely like uh <laughs> if someone calls you and you don't answer they're like why not <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you got going on what are you so busy with <laughs> yeah everyone's stuck
1: inside that's right, right. Uh, but I have a
2: thing called Congress.
1: I have a thing called Congress.
0: Um, did I... Uh... I got
3: hairy legs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I feel like everybody's been talking about it, but I feel like we can't... We Not have to mention... Yeah, we have to mention Tiger King.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the coronavirus. Yes, Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, both. That's definitely true of coronavirus as well, but uh, no, Tiger King... No, we gotta talk dude. about
1: Tiger King for sure. We both watched it. Everyone uh, it didn't... was...
3: Everyone have Okay,
0: it. I bet uh, what I'm about to say has probably been said by a lot of people who've watched Tiger King, which yeah. is I didn't think he was going to be that good because of the media hype surrounding it. Everybody was saying it's the best shit ever, which is ex- exactly what they say about the worst shit ever. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to watch it until you specifically recommended it, um, and I take your uh-huh. recommendations very seriously. Oh, no, because you usually don't waste my time. <laughs> I, I've had my time wasted, and by um, me, not by you. <laughs> and i generally really not by you cuz you also recommend some really good youtube creators too that i still check up on all the time but this is about tiger king and i after just watching for a few minutes you realize why you have to watch this it's like a cultural landmark i feel oh, yeah. like i feel like we all have to watch this because otherwise you're going to be you're going to miss out on references for a while <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna. I sent you a, a a meme I found on Reddit. It's like the I think it's gonna be the, like most popular upvoted post this year probably. It's on track for that anyway. Okay, uh, I'll check uh, out. it's and like it's such a you're right. It's such a cultural milestone in a way because there's so many things that uh, that it just touches on, and it's so quick and it's so dense with just the amount of crazy crap that happens, you know, and. This is like if any one part of this was a um, if any one part of this was its own story, then you would be like, wow, that was a crazy story. But it turns out like it just keeps building on itself and getting crazier and crazier. It makes me wonder if there's like going to be an escalation of, of something like this, you know, of like document documentaries or like reality shows and stuff uh, trying to top itself. And be, like it has to be as outrageous as Tiger King. <laughs> otherwise, people aren't going to watch it. You know what I mean?
0: yeah but isn't that the beauty of tiger king is like this is already happening without us even needing to do anything we just need to bear witness humans are weird and they're gonna do weird things
1: that's that's so true we definitely live in the weirdest timeline (laughs) i um no it, it really is
0: dude uh life is weird right and my life is very weird my life is weird
1: every everyone's life is weird life is weird
0: and it's it just makes more sense. I feel like in the age of coronavirus, people are getting more used to that. Like everything is so bizarre that they're like, okay, I guess that's just how it is, isn't it? Like <laughs> we thought everything was normal, but it turns out that everything actually is just weird and we've been pretending it's normal.
3: Yes. You know? Yes. And
0: I love that. I think that that has opened the door at least from a content creator's perspective. Uh, it has opened the door a lot because you have some anxiety anytime you kind of go out like somewhere out there. Like for instance, when you film yourself struggling to eat nerds for 5 minutes, like <laughs> you it's like is this weird? Are people going to like <laughs> think, gonna think that I'm there's weird? something wrong with me? Yeah. yeah. Um but I think now people are just, especially right now, people are just appreciative to see something. They're like, ooh, okay, all right. <laughs> I was bored. Now I'm not for five minutes. Right. Like, it's just
1: like, it's a perfect
0: distraction because it just takes up all of your attention. Well, yeah. Uh, and it's like, what does being normal even mean right now? A lot of people's jobs that were so, you better be here on time. Mm-hmm. God damn it. You know, this is life or death. And then, oh, uh, sorry, that job doesn't exist anymore. We fired you because a pandemic from China just showed up out of nowhere. Aware, and now right. you aren't essential, you're gone. It's like, well, why was I putting so much stock in that before? You know, <laughs> like what life is weird, man. Oh, yeah. So, okay, do you want to get into
1: the to details of this a little bit and the weirdness of Tiger King? Yeah. Definitely, dude. All right. So, first question, and the first question obviously is, did uh, what's her name, <laughs> Carol uh, Baskin, uh, Bas- that Carol bitch. Baskin, kill? her husband and feed her to feed him to the tigers definitely a hundred percent definitely
0: she covered him in sardine oil and fed him to the tigers (laughs) yeah she's like if you wanted
1: to kill someone and feed him to the tigers you'd have to cover him in sardine oil first (laughs) right
0: um that's actually uh in the live stream the mcdonald's trade challenge last night uh colton was in the middle of gorging himself and someone was like this is how carol baskins got her tigers to eat her husband (laughs) (laughs) He ate a bunch of McDonald's and then they got him.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Uh oh, but so funny. um
0: Yes, I that has been um there's a lot of like OJ energy with uh, Carol Baskin.
1: OJ energy. Yes,
0: dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because she so clearly did it, but we are all just like, I guess she didn't. You know, we're just gonna pretend like she didn't and let her get away with it.
1: Yeah, well, well she had all like she didn't even do that good a job of covering it up, you know? First of all, like there was no there's never a body found right which is kind of a which is kind of a bold stance to take if you're going to murder someone is like to never recover the body but then again like it's it also means like you don't know if he just ran away or something but then also like she had a brother or something who was in the police force and like she ran into him first and like got him involved and then they never really did an investigation of it and like the even the language she uses right where she says like he he said he was getting up early, 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 and like she says the exact same thing in both of the like in a clip from like ten years ago and the clip now, right? Like yep. it's clearly a practice story. So there's something, and well, like
0: and, not, and the the verbiage in the will that was recently amended, yeah, so where she it am- says, like upon my disappearance, right, specifically.
1: which is so uh, like obscure, apparently. Like I I, I don't know, I don't know a will expert, but they brought in that lawyer and he's like that's not normal, and then they had the uh, the ex wife. The uh, the sister and like the daughter, right? And all of them are like, yeah, Carol Baskin's a crazy, a crazy bitch. Like uh, uh, nobody trusts her or anything, and she just c- certainly knows something happened to you know our our guy here.
0: Yeah, no, and it's yeah, I think they did a pretty <laughs> compelling case. The, the, the one thing, the one thing that I have reservations. Obviously, I, I love the meme of Carol Baskin, and everyone is like referencing her all over the place. Yeah, um, and everyone agrees that she did it, but. It's also a documentary and yes. documentaries are very good at making things seem a certain way because yes. they get to decide what the narrative is. Absolutely. You so, always and, have a little bit of uh, you know skepticism yeah, but yeah. it looks pretty clear to me.
1: I I was certainly on her side like at the at the beginning when they first me introduced too. her. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I can get behind an animal rights activist and everything." But then they were like she, like she's like I, he keeps them there. his tigers in cages and like right behind her is a tiger in a cage. It's like so what's going on here? What's your what's your rationale here, Carol? Well,
0: it, I mean, isn't her rationale that she's saving them uh, from these terrible lives, and then once they die, that's it? Like, they're not going to continue
1: so they, breeding more? Yeah, but, like, she benefits directly from them breeding, from other people breeding tigers, you know?
0: Under the uh, understanding that she's only doing it while, until they're stopped, and actively trying to stop them. Right. So... But, <laughs> I think she has plausible deniability. I think people bring that up where they're like, She's doing exactly the same thing as Joe Exotic. I'm like I think she has a She's not shooting at
1: above tiger's heads, is she?
0: <laughs> she no, but also she's not breeding baby tigers. I think that's yeah, the yeah. main difference. That's what
1: that's what I mean. This is about- but
0: I again like I know that I just said that Carol Baskin has strong OJ energy, but she also has strong Hillary Clinton energy. <laughs> where, right? Did you see that too? I saw Hillary Clinton in her immediately because oh she's this first off woman in a man's world where the other tiger people are all men and she is trying to do something like allegedly that's good, but there's this conspiracy theory that she's a fucking murderer. <laughs> So I was like, that's Hillary Clinton. That's Hillary that's Clinton so funny. A, of the tiger world. And she's going up against like Alex Jones here, or maybe even you could say Joe Exotic might be Trump, except... He's he, definitely
1: more of a Trump character, because he's a wild card. Except for
0: Trump never gets caught, but yeah. Like, <laughs> Trump never goes to jail, but... Um, Oh yeah, that was the other thing. Was um this show takes place in Oklahoma. Yes. A place where I spent 2 years of my life recently and the courthouse that they go into uh where you see like the the main zookeeper from uh the the zoo from yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe Exotics Zoo um, where he walks up those steps. I walked by that building so many times never saw anyone go in. So uh, well cuz I lived there I lived down the street from it like at the end of the street that that um that. Up, up, courthouses on was my apartment building but also it's not like i was down by the courthouse on during business hours because i was at my job so um i'm sure there were people going in and out but it was cool to see that building get used like i i was like oh i've been there
1: cool (laughs) that's funny (laughs) yeah i was wondering if you had been to joe exotic's uh, farm or his zoo.
0: I mean i it wasn't that far from oklahoma
1: city i could
0: have gone i guess but um and i did hear about it there's like they publish this like oklahoma encyclopedia every Mm. year that they hand out at the uh, government offices that has like everything in there and i think i read about it because i heard about joe exotic on the uh last week tonight i I saw that while i was living in oklahoma And but as a voter in Oklahoma, voting for governor, um, the mainstream media was able to box him out, at least from my perspective, because I do not remember anything about Joe Exotic. I voted for the governor of Oklahoma and I didn't even consider. um, I mean, maybe I saw because his name isn't Joe Exotic on the ballot. So maybe I saw it, but I didn't recognize it. But I definitely didn't even consider him. So it was kind of mind blowing to me that I was like, this is all
1: going on while I was there. (laughs) It's a whole nother world seriously
0: um it's weird it's so crazy it's really weird um but yeah I, I um but you know there's so much more to the show i mean i also currently live in south carolina where there's another tiger breeder yeah uh, doc antle
1: he's even he's even more m- maniacal than than joe you Oh know, yeah he's like he's a crazy guy uh but he's like he's got it all locked down too he's not nearly as like uh, crazy and uh, uh, like off the wall and everything. He's way more calculated. Oh, he's a, he's such a good uh, content
0: creator too. When they got to his house and he was yeah. like, if we're going to introduce you guys to my house, like why don't I go in and what you guys go into the front door and he's like directing it, uh, which again, like the documentary and then making a documentary about like the uh, reality show is a great angle. I love oh, like, yeah. the how meta that is. It, it reminded me actually a little bit of um uh Free Solo mm. where they were making a like documentary about like they had the people who were filming in the documentary sometimes. Yeah, um, occasionally
1: they would show up and just be like, uh okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> um Oh my god.
0: But gosh. dude, it was also pretty dark too. Like Oh yeah. Real shit happening on Tiger King.
1: I mean, how many tigers probably got killed during the making of this show, you know, yeah. that we never saw?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And then, like, what about that whole thing with how it ends? With uh, Jeff Lowe comes in and, and like, like, usurps the Tiger King and, <laughs> um, and like, some, like, has his own zoo that he's trying to make and everything and, uh, and, and moves it to a new location and gets that other crazy guy with a monkey to try and build it for him. Oh, man. And There's just so
0: much to it. His
1: whole thing where he was like uh like all I did was let like let the chips fall where they may, right? Like I all like his argument was like I didn't stop him from trying to kill Carol Baskin. But it's like, yeah, but you also didn't try and stop him. Like, you didn't try and stop him at all. Like Well no, you also t- set it up, right? Wasn't yeah, well, he- he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, uh yeah, I can Joe asked him, sort of, and he was like, Yeah, okay, I can make that happen, right? And then like casually was like all right alan my hit man who'll uh, do anything for me like uh you know just uh pretend to take money from him and then you know fuck off to south carolina and then we'll be good you know nobody's gonna notice and we're, we can totally put him away and that worked <laughs> <laughs> i mean but it wasn't it weird
0: how he like lied about where he went when he like went to do the hit Yeah. Because like, he said he was going, he said he made it to Florida, but he didn't. But it's like, why would you lie
1: about that? Yeah, exactly. Because he was trying to be, He's just trying to say that he didn't do it, right? And then he told the documentaries that he didn't, the documentarians that he didn't do it either.
0: Yeah, that was bizarre. That's the thing that I, that's, okay, and that really for me is the aspect of Tiger King that sets it apart. Is it starts, you keep thinking, okay, now this is the premise. Right. You know, it's like, oh, redneck tiger owner. Redneck gay tiger owner. Hmm. Redneck gay polygamist tiger owner. Redneck gay polygamist tiger owner in a feud. <laughs> redneck, red, redneck gay polygamist tiger owner in a feud with a murderer. <laughs> What's going on here? I can't keep up with all these threads. This is the most multifaceted
1: documentary I've ever bared witness to. It's yeah. about tigers. That's the thing, is it? Like, I think that's what captures people's attention is that it is so quick and there, it, it's so like action packed and like changes subjects so quickly that it really keeps your attention. You know, so it, when it gets to that point where it's like, ah, uh, now they're doing like a court battle and everything, you're so invested at that point that you just want to figure out what happens.
0: I thought for sure I was going to see more people lose their limbs.
1: Oh my gosh. Tigers. I can't believe he was filming everything and like caught so much of that on camera. Oh, so many, so many crazy moments, you know? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Tigers, uh, cats, dude. Cats are killers. <laughs> I'm talking about your cat, also, listener who has a cat. Your cat is a predator, okay? It's instincts. They're not, They they don't know anything else. That's what they know. That's their life. That's how they're meant to be. And to just hang out with gigantic ones all the time. Like they said, it's a ticking time bomb. That is, yeah. me- that is, I mean, you have to have that understanding kind of like, what was uh, Sav or what was the yeah, name Saf. of life? SAF? Um, you have to have that understanding that you're going to, it might happen. And if you're at, if you're at peace with that, then
1: I then guess, you can do this. I guess so. But you could also just be like, you know what? I, you know, Maybe I will just uh, take the physical therapy and go find another job that actually pays me and like is actually like something worthwhile versus like getting, being indoctrinated into the cult world that is surrounds these animals. Um,
0: well, I'm glad you brought up uh, the payment because it seemed to me that for many people, the act of being able to touch a tiger is like a otherworldly experience. It's like a it is payment enough.
1: Yeah, just to about, be able to interact with them. What about the, the alligator guy that built the second alligator thing after Joe burned down the first one? Burned all his oh, freaking wow. alligators
0: alive? So Joe, Joe did it? Is that what you're saying? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think he did, too.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I, the,
0: like, I mean, that's another thing, aspect of this documentary, is the uh, the speculation because there's yeah. so many discussions to be had after as, as to who did what because right, uh, right. you don't know for sure.
1: Absolutely. But yeah, the, the alligator guy, he built that thing for like, what, $8,000 or something, even though it's supposed to be like a $100,000 thing. And he did it just because he, w- he would let him like touch the tigers or play with the tigers. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: And I like so many people I've heard talk about this show, they're like, yeah, every the things they do are cruel. But I, like hand, cards on the table, I would definitely love to hold a baby tiger.
1: And I just don't get it. Hold a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are very cute. But, but still, like... I mean, you you can't help but think, like, what is this thing going to be later, right? And, like, the idea of having one and then it, like, taking up as much space and as much, like, food as would need to take care of, like, a giant tiger is so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And he has so many of them.
0: It's, yeah, it, it's... Yeah, first off, he does have too many. That was the other thing, was this is like having a um, furnace that you have to keep fueled, and right. if you don't, it'll just explode. Like, you, <laughs> it never stops consuming meat. So you're yes. constantly dumping meat into these tigers, and they'll never stop until they die. So they're like, on Christmas, sorry, you're at the zoo feeding the tigers because there's so many of them, and we have to he- like feed them like a million dollars worth of meat every year.
1: Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Uh, it's such a like such a short sighted thing. It, like when you consider that, right? It's like ah, oh, I'll, I'll get a couple tigers. You know, how bad could it be? And then suddenly you have so many, and it costs so much to do it. Like to keep that whole thing running. Oh, especially,
0: God. especially because you have to work so hard to keep them alive, and then they could just one day be, eat you. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> they they think that they're playing, and they rip your arm off, and that's the end of you. Yep. And uh, or at least the end of your arm. And. <laughs> I just I the whole time I was just like I can't relate to any of these idiots like I, I <laughs> this is not compelling to me at all I, although okay so another thing that's worth talking about though is what what about the argument that without breeding them here these tigers just wouldn't exist the, the guy talked about how mm. people like Carol Baskin want tigers to go back to nature they want to go back to an ecosystem that no longer exists and what do you say to that does any of that hold any water? It
1: does a little bit, you know? I think, like, that's one of the arguments for eating meat, actually, is that, like, animals that we eat would go extinct if we weren't, like, didn't have some sort of economic, if they had have some direct economic value, basically. Um, and, like, you can make the same argument here with the tigers, too. But, like, I think there's a... I think it's short-sighted to say that there's no place that they could be, you know, like, I think you could, you could set up a, a habitat or an environment that is like, that would make them happy. Right. And still get the benefit of like people want to go see them, you know, and w- nothing you saw in this documentary was something like that. Um, but like having some like, you know, I don't know what what tigers like, but you could do studies and try to figure out how to measure tiger happiness and then try to maximize that, you know, and then create an environment that where that is a like where people can come and see them and that would help pay for it and then you would perpetuate that, you know. Or it's just- kind of like the argument for like hunting that like the biggest contributors to like contra- conservation st- stuff is hunters. Like, they will pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for the right to kill an animal, an animal that, some, that experts deem to be dangerous to the rest of the herd. And the, that, that uh, that's organization that keeps them alive and like monitors and stuff gets money directly from these hunting organizations. So like they, they're actually kind of symbiotic, even though like the, uh, the, like people have a very negative feeling about hunting.
0: Right, right. I mean, some people. Especially when it's for hunting something that they like, you know, yeah, well, like tigers more,
1: like. or lions or, or elephants and stuff, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, speaking of hunting, imagine you're in you're living in Oklahoma and a tornado hits and your house gets destroyed and you're standing out in the wreckage and you're like, dang, I can't believe I lived. And then a tiger that <laughs> got freed from the storm <laughs> comes up and mauls your head off. <laughs> that's it. I just I can't believe like that's for <laughs> yeah. me is is argument enough that people should not own tigers. It's like. So I could what be about just in my life, and, and a, a disaster could free a tiger, and then now I'm dying
1: from a tiger in the middle of the United States? Nah, that's yeah, not yeah, worth yeah. it to
0: me. Well, that's that, why
1: you, that's like, I think, I mean, aren't cats like territorial? So, I, don't, I mean, I don't know about tigers, but like, if you built something that they wanted to be at, and was like their own, right? Yeah. Then yeah. you know, they would stay there or around there. You know, but if they were unhappy, then they would try to leave.
0: You're right. No, that's the solution is if we really cared, we would do everything in our power to give them like to preserve the an environment for them to exist in, not right. say, well, this is all they can get. Like for instance, the um the it was really sad when he brought up those two monkeys who had been in cages next to each other for years. Yeah. And then they got sent to a zoo and they were like hugging each other and they were best friends. And it's like, did I deprive them of that? It's like, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, you did, you moron.
0: <laughs> like, uh.
1: no, it's, just, it's 100% that. It's the, because they don't, you know, animals can't talk and they, the way they express themselves is different than humans. So you can kind of interpret their expressions any way you want. So you, so when you can put them in a situation and, and just tell yourself that they're fine, you know, and you can make yourself believe that. So, and you, you never really know. That's, that's the thing. The only thing you can really give them for sure is like freedom the freedom to do whatever that they do you know
0: right and it's crazy how um the population i mean because of this the population here is the biggest right than anywhere yes. else and even in the wired
2: bigger than china bigger than anybody <laughs>
0: it's a big population of tigers um so it is kind of this strange thing that it, uh it's well. You already have the problem. Is like they're already here, you know. So now, what do you do with all yeah, these yeah, tigers? Yeah. Is letting them or killing them better than letting them live and suffer?
1: I don't know. It's a it's a complicated problem. It's it's not going to be solved by something right away. It, w- it would take someone with a lot of money and someone who doesn't actually care about like the the power aspect of of being a tiger king, and to like invest a lot of money into preserving some sort of space, you know. And it would have to be a big area too. It couldn't just be like the space the zoo takes up. It would have to be a lot. So uh, I don't see that happening necessarily because the only people that care enough about these animals are the people that directly benefit from feeling that power aspect, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, that was the other thing too is the um, how they showed the videos of Joe when he first got started about how it was about ending breeding and how those tigers... Basically, he was talking a lot like Carol Baskin in the beginning yeah. And the more famous he got and the more power he uh grabbed by being a tiger king, the less and less he cared about the tigers themselves. It's a really dynamic character arc, honestly. You can't it's a, It is. Well, it's Joe, a, Joe Exotic is a well-written character.
1: <laughs> it's it's fascinating to see his like his like fall from like like, like realizing that he's taken on too much and now he's in too deep, you know. And like his inability to like recognize the danger he's putting himself in. I mean, it's just like it's so ridiculous. I mean, there's a lot we can learn. To be honest with you, I, I'm kind of retarded.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, big bounce, very big bounce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh wait, I got another one. I think I might have already played it, but
3: but <laughs> but
1: that's
0: funny. <laughs> oh man, but but um. But yeah, I'm really glad I watched it. I I honestly don't know what season two is going to be. Uh, Apparently there's a season two that's going to come out. But Mm. um, if you somehow made it all the way to this point and you haven't seen it yet, obviously you have to see it. It's a lot of times um, I don't recommend watching because everyone else is watching. But in this case, I think there's more to it than just everyone else is watching. Like there's a reason. And it's also happening during the quarantine which means that everyone will know about it forever, and there are going to be references that you're going to miss big, t- very bigly, yeah. If you don't uh, watch it, so it's just- certainly
1: it's certainly a cultural like touchstone. Uh, you know, it, it's it's got it's got a lot of following. It's it's amazing, and like I, it just kind of gives you an insight of how many people subscribe to Netflix.
0: <laughs> that yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, how much
1: money Netflix has?
0: Well, and especially in like while. Well, and I actually brought this up on Twitter cause about a year ago you made a video called I post therefore I am. And you talk right. about how our online presence is growing ever more important compared to our meat space existence. And, um, I think right now during coronavirus, that's more true than ever because our yeah. meat space, you know, selves aren't supposed to go anywhere. And, um, so being online is important. Being able to communicate effectively online is important. Um, and a show like Tiger King just gave birth to an ocean of memes. So it's it's if you want to swim around in that ocean, he did he you did it. You gotta watch Somehow it. He
1: found a way to use it.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's Steve Inskeep on freaking Morning Edition saying
1: an ocean of memes. <laughs> the inflection is so strange. I love
0: I love NPR, dude. Um, I love NPR.
2: Did you know I was number one on Facebook?
0: <laughs> um,
1: oh my god!
0: <laughs> dude, I, I think I think we're rounding this thing out. Do you th- I feel like we're, we're getting towards the end of this episode. How do you feel?
1: I feel good. Uh, you feel good? Yeah.
0: All right, we made it to the end of an, another off-script episode on Apple Chat.
1: It's uh... <laughs> all all of your sound traps. All it does is convince me of one thing. Now that's all agreed. Oh i messed it up what does it convince you of all these sound drops just convinced me of one thing
0: now let's all agree to never be creative again
1: (laughs) what is that don't hug me i'm scared oh man that's funny um got hairy legs
0: Throwing a couple last-minute ones.
2: You saw numbers where it was down to 20 and down, frankly, below 20. What do you got, dude? Th- was those even amount not below there. 20. The president of Mexico is a great guy who's really helped us a lot. I don't like sand. Oops, it's coarse. We spent all this money so stupidly. The world is do shut down. What is vaping doing? Do I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Damn, son, where'd Hello, you guys. find this?
3: Wipe <laughs> <That's funny.
2: laughs> like
3: them out.
0: All of them. <laughs> All right, now that brings us to the end of this episode. Yes, you can! If you want to call Affable Chat, we do have a phone number. You can call us at 833-600-2428.
1: Yes, that's 833-600-CHAT. Call us anytime. In fact, yeah, it turns out...
2: We're going to be the talk of the world again soon. Do it! (laughs)
0: We're going to be the talk of the world again soon, just like you said. Uh, and if you want to talk to Nothing us, you can call us up 833-600-2428, okay? And um, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes
1: or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, and wherever you listen to us, uh, make sure you leave us a review. It really helps us grow. But... Uh,
0: <laughs> you can reach us on Twitter and affable uh, Twitter and Instagram at affable chat that's our uh, handle on both and you can send us an email affable at gmail.com
1: we also have a YouTube channel where we make bigger than uh, China, all sorts bigger of different than things. anybody that's yes. right, and we're making this bigger. Than the channel this quarantine
0: than has gotten us back on the uh, video, like uh, back on our video production. So w- there is stuff out there. We just had a video come out two weeks ago. We put one out last week, uh, and there's uh, some more coming down on the pipeline. You. So you've got to. <laughs> You gotta check it out. And we're doing weekly podcasts too. I mean that's Apple true. Chats has got you covered. Um An ocean on of memes. every single thing you could want, every entertainment thing you could want. Um, so definitely check us on YouTube as at YouTube as well. Um
2: Bruh. just throw a couple more but I have a thing called Congress. You've had so, your safe
0: potion set up, but I'll have mine. So we'll You're a rascal. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> You're uh, a rascal with no respect for knights. That's the <laughs> no respect for anything. Except your potions. <laughs> This is the uh, <laughs> this is the end of this episode. Okay, um, for Apple Chat, I'm Benjamin and I'm Joey. Thanks Ella for listening.
3: <laughs> <I like that. laughs>